Easy, what's happening, man? Doing good. Just, uh, you know, it's always pretty wild and crazy out here in these metaverse streets. Uh, nice to connect, for sure. It's been a while. Definitely. It's been a while, man. Uh, if people don't know, this is Easy and Crypto, one of the uh, longest-running community people that I knew about. Um, always, he just he runs me down his schedule a couple of seconds ago before we before I hit record here, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a hundred things going on right after this." Like, like that's par for the course for what I know of uh, Easy's uh, lifestyle. <laughs> uh, the most metaverse guy ever. Um, how, how's everything? First, before we even get started, things uh, things are pretty good. Um, you know, there's uh, there's always something to be like you know, worried about or whatever markets are down. I try not to let that stuff affect me too much because, uh, you know, I've seen quite a few of these cycles. Right. Um, and like, if you look at the big picture, we have growth across the board with, mm -hmm. you know, people coming in. I do a lot of onboarding myself. Yeah. Um, and so to see, you know, so much, so many people coming in to, you know, music space, uh, more like literature, comics, film coming in, um, you know, dance, like it's great to just see so many doors opening for people. And, uh, you know, the, the markets, they'll go up and down. Uh, you know, there's sometimes outside forces or just general economics. And I think crypto has been, you know, a little less tied to, to some of that uh, in kind of phases. And, and so, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in the long term of what we're doing over here in Web3. And, you know, of course, there, there'll be some, you know, platforms that go down. Um, there might be coins that, you know, fizzle out. But in general, I think there's a lot of strength. Uh, so I think we, we could uh, hopefully we'll see a little pickup and then people will feel a little better in general. Yeah, you know, but, uh, yeah, funny. I try not to let like the charts get to me and stuff like that. It's funny you bring that up because, you know, I'm out the other night and I'm, you know, talking to a guy that is not in, in this stuff at all, you know, not interested. Uh, but, you know, when, when you mention it, there's this half smirk now that comes around, you know, this, they used to not be there, you know, because they, they feel that, you know, us lazy crypto people, <laughs> um, are, are, uh, now getting our just dues, if you will, because the money's down. And, you know, I, I explain to people that, you know, when you work in the industry, you know, you don't feel that because you feel like we're in a growing industry, you know, um, I'm seeing so many things in the NFT space. So many more people are understanding the, the you know, the underlying technology. That's where you, that's what we're trying to get to. And that's what we've always been trying to get to. Now, in the middle of that, if some prices go crazy, I mean, no one's going to fight it, you know? So that's how I felt, you know? But it's funny because, you know, I talked to my buddy, he got married recently, so he had that, that conversation about 100 times over, you know? And same thing, yeah. you know, um, you know, uh, half smirks you know when they when he says you know i'm into you know nfts or whatever he's doing you know and um it's just when you understand what's going on you, you know it, sh it shouldn't be a big deal i mean if you if you you should have done some studying before this you know if you just bought something for you know it go up it go down you might be in trouble you know that might you know yeah you know yeah but, but you know when it comes to like uh understanding what's going on totally you know in the larger larger scheme of things around here I'm totally fine with what's going on, and I'm just, you know, getting ready for the next cycle, if anything else, you know, to get myself more embedded, yep. you know, you as well, obviously, yeah. because, yeah. you know, got a hundred events scheduled every five minutes, <laughs> so, I mean, that's great, and these, that's, you know. 
like these kind of down times, you know, we've always been like by the dips, not financial advice, but you know, that's what I try and do. I'm, I'm looking at stuff that I feel like has really solid value. And even if it's just like a few bucks, I'm like, Oh, I can pick up a few, you know, Tez or, or, or soul or whatever it is, ETH, you know, mm-hmm. while it's down, mm-hmm. uh, because that's an opportunity. If it's something that you really understand and, and really feel like, Oh, this has like a really strong future. Then generally, like the, you know, the big, big boy investors, they, they're going to say, you know, buy when there's blood in the streets, you know, and that's what they've been doing for, you know, I mean, a century or more. So it's it's, you know, it's a psychological thing, almost more than than anything else, kind of getting over that and, and having the, the broader understanding like you're talking about. And then, you know, you see interesting stuff come up. Uh, there was the the wag die, which is like we all kind of die NFT that dropped a couple of days ago. I don't know if you saw that. No, um, what was that? But you know, stuff like that kind of like gets hype and goes crazy. It was like you know we had like the goblins free mint and then this thing, and it's it's interesting to see what hits in this kind of like. That's more what I was like, trying to tell people before. You know, I I was a part of that first run, and when I was you know kind of getting into the market. I'm seeing a lot of my friends that were here since 2017 who are down on their money, but then certain little things happen during these, what they call bear market because it's not just just down, just like it's not just up during the bull market, you know? So if you're in the game and then you, you're able to say, hey, you know, look at this little piece of information because you're in the game. You have skin in the game and you have understanding. So you're saying... Oh yeah, you know, there's a little opportunity here. I don't have a ton of money, maybe because I'm down from what I used to have, but I can be involved in that. And the next thing you know, that could do well, you know. But you know, yep. when you're not around, and when when you just throwing your hands up and said, "No, this it's all over," you know, and, and we're you know we're going we're moving on to whatever you're gonna you know next stock you're gonna buy or next thing you're gonna you know opportunity you're looking for in the regular world, then you wouldn't be around for those kind of events, you know. Yep. And yeah, chasing the money is just going to kind of lead you in a, a, a cycle. Whereas if you're looking and, and, and kind of grabbing on to like really cool ideas, strong communities, uh, you know, and that's another thing is by, by being around, by just being here. And I often tell people, you know, when they're kind of getting into the space and they're like, what should I do? I'm like, just be here. Just hang out. Go to Discord you know, events, go to Twitter spaces, listen, ask questions, go over to club, like wherever you kind of feel comfortable. And then you find people that you kind of vibe with. Mm-hmm. And then you just hang out and you start absorbing and you learn the terms and you start asking questions. And then you might have, you know, more of an understanding and, and people to support you with like what you might get into. Um, or by having, you know, those those uh, relationships throughout mon- multiple communities, you hear about those cool little you know, possibilities that come up, even if we're in a, a, a you know, down bear market. Um, and also it's like when everything's hyped, there's so much going on. Everybody's kind of banging at the door. Uh, so in these slower times, I think that, you know, most of the people that, that I know and kind of run around with and build with, it's like build time. You just get back to focus on like, you know, the, the main thing that you're trying to build. Like I was always saying that when, when, Everything's going crazy. It's, it's a lot harder to, to work, to, to get down to, to, to business. But then during these times, it's like, this is the times when you get back to getting down to business. I'm, you know, I, I started the podcast. I'm like, you know, it felt like it was time, you know. And, you know, that's just, to, you know, to me, that's just how you go about it. You know, 
it, when things are going crazy, it's it's you got to enjoy yourself a little bit, you know. So you go yep. and do that, and then you know get back to work, you know. Now I want to get into the podcast is based on um, kind of like your experience in the NFT space. I want to talk to you about your beginnings because you know your beginnings is really based in my as, as I understand it, based on like community. You know, you were one of the guys. Oh yeah. And so uh, I'd love to hear like the story of how where you were prior and then how you like, no, how you got introduced into the NFT space. Yeah, yeah. So I first got interested in crypto in like 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, there was a, a lot going on back then. Everything pumped, everything crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of my uh, introductory <laughs> atmosphere. So it was already kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the way down, uh, and, and when I started learning specifically about certain coins or, or chains, and I was like, oh, this sounds like a really cool, you know, idea. So, and most of those would, you know, be classed as like shit coins or whatever. But I was, you know, doing research and like, oh, I'll pick up a few of these. I'll pick up a few of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was where I very first started. And then I think it was like late 2018 when I found Scent. And I had never done a lot of, um, you know, social uh, media platforms. I never really found like a lot of great usage for Facebook or, or Twitter. Um, you know, I had, and, and back then I had tried like probably like steam it and like, you know, a few other things I was checking out like medium and wrote a few small things over there. Um, but when I found scent, which was kind of this experimental social media platform tied to Ethereum, mm-hmm. where people could put up like bounties in Ethereum. You could, you know, maybe it might be a question and you might be able to answer that and win that bounty. Or it might be, you know, design me a poster for this podcast or, mm-hmm. or product or whatever. So it was a really interesting way uh, where you could earn a little ETH uh, and reward other people with a little ETH if they were able to kind of help you out. Mm-hmm. But really, it was just a very open uh, positive, supportive place. And I had never had that kind of like experience in social media. So I was like, this is, you know, this is amazing. I got really into it. And uh, a lot of the kind of OGs out there in the space did connect and sent in those early days, you know, 2019. Um, we were, you know, a lot of us were over there. And that was when NFTs were starting to get more, you know, traction, have a little more visibility. Um, and when I first learned of NFTs, I mean, that's what really blew my mind and got me like super excited about this space because, you know, the possibilities were just endless and this new way to kind of package media and interact with it. Um, you know, even back then I was thinking of, you know, digiphysical goods and all this and how, you know, you could tie real world items back to like blockchain. I mean, m- me and a, a buddy Elbow, who's another old uh, scent OG, we'd go on walks because we grew up close to each other and talk about this stuff. And we'd be like, yeah, man, like a sculpture that you have the NFT and you have the real one and then you scan it and it's like dancing or, you know, just like whatever crazy mm-hmm. ideas we could we mm-hmm. could think of. And now you see stuff like that kind of mm-hmm. coming to, to fruition. Um, and so that also was, you know, there was such an open environment and some of the early people that were, you know, actually getting some traction with NFTs, um, you know, Josie Bellini, mm-hmm. uh, shout out Connie Digital dropping the way early music NFTs, some of the yeah. first stuff. Yeah. And so having, you know, a direct conversation with those people either on scent or just like, oh, yeah, hit me up in the DMs if you have a question or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that really opened the door for me 
to be able to kind of share my art. And I've been doing photography all my life and I was doing a lot of like posting, you know, I did a, a run of uh, every day I was doing sunset photos and I was, I was down in Costa because I'm back and forth between Costa and Cali. Yeah. So I was doing all these like paradise sunsets was what I was calling them. And so, you know, after that and, and kind of talking to more people about, you know, my photography and stuff, I just got like, you know, kind of pushed you know, uh, supported and like, yeah, you can, you should make these into NFTs. And, you know, I, when I was younger, uh, before kind of, I got into like my adult careers and stuff, I thought it'd be really cool to have, you know, my photography in galleries or sell some, but it just seemed like a very far away dream, you know, like not really for me, but, uh, what, what the NFT community really did was open the doors for me and kind of help, you know, push me along to start making some NFTs. And then, you know, you make your first NFT and you're like, oh my God, wow, you know, it wasn't that hard. Like, yeah, the tech back then was a little harder too. It wasn't quite as easy. Um, and I definitely goofed up on my first one. But, you know, after getting through that and then like having some NFTs up and having some people support and buy them, it was just, you know, such a positive experience. Um, and so as I got more and more into it and the, the community started expanding, we had more platforms, I really just started to focus on kind of returning what i had received through that you know information open doors super you know honest open feedback and so you know i think that 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 being part of the the groundwork and foundation of these communities uh has been one of the you know best parts of the space just that positive collaborative um engagement and so that's really what kind of got me started and, and saw this, you know, kind of, we didn't even call it Web3 back then, but this whole Web3 revolution mm -hmm. was so powerful. And so, you know, ever right. since then, I've just been in it deep. Right, right. And so I've saw you, I've seen you like take exactly what you're just saying. Like the early days, I always felt it was so much easier to talk with anyone because it was, everybody was just so into it. And, and we were such a, even more niche than it is today, even though I still feel it's pretty niche, you know, um, so you would be able to contact almost anyone involved and they would, you know, they would deal with you. They, they had time for you, you know. Um, I've seen that you've been able to kind of take that and, and kind of show the next generation of the community kind of our lingo, you know, not necessarily that it's exactly because we got more people. It's tough. Some people have been really, really successful. They literally, some people just don't literally have the time, you know, but um, yeah. I've seen how you, how you've been able to kind of like, Show them the 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 way we, the way we go about things. Like you know, it's very open, very um, inclusive, and you know, um, people are willing to, to teach. You know, kind of like each one Absolutely. teach one type thing. Um, so I, I really commend you on that because you know, uh, not everybody has been able to do that. I even stepped to the background a little bit at one point when I was working mainly in Decentraland with a couple pe different people. You know. Um, but then I kind of felt like I had to do something else, you know, and that's why I'm doing this, you know. But um, tell me about, like, your multiple different things that you do, podcasts and, and things. I, I, I honestly, I want to know, because I, I, I don't even know if I know all of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's probably, there's probably some little, little sneaky goodies in there. In fact, since we're kind of on that onboarding tip, I'll start with uh, Key to Crypto which is, uh, you know, just kind of a, a group of people. Uh, shout out to Kinshasa, founder of Cypher. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out to Lorenzo Mazna, who does the uh, street punks. Um, we actually, uh, I think it was uh, 2021 Bitcoin Miami. Mm -hmm. 
mm -hmm. uh, where me and Kinshasa were both there. And we both met this dude, Lorenzo, randomly, separately, apart. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, like, that night, like, I had brought him up. I was like, oh, I met this dope graffiti dude. And he was like, oh, Lorenzo? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I met that guy, too, when we were talking. So one, one thing led to another. Um, he's uh, originally from Colombia. And so we just had this idea of going down to Columbia and doing like an onboarding, you know, like a couple days of onboarding in uh, a little show. Um, so we, you know, we wound up like just being like, all right, we, you know, we just got to kind of do it. And we just did it, you know, decided like it was like a couple months after we met. We're like, OK, we're going down. Uh, Lorenzo had had some friends down there with like a community center, a bunch of street artists and stuff. Um, and so we just went kind of run and gun. And we wound up spending like, I think we did like five or six days of like onboarding courses at cafes and the little community center and stuff with all these different street artists, musicians, rappers, like skateboarders, painters, all sorts of stuff. And uh, we had a really big turnout. Uh, it was in Medellin, Colombia, and it was one of the, you know, earlier NFT kind of, it wasn't even really a conference, but, you know, it was, we were kind of first to bat down there mm. <clears throat> and and we didn't even really know that until we were down there right. uh but we onboarded a bunch of artists like 30 40 artists that were able to mint their first nfts so we would help you know get people set up uh teach them how to set up their metamask teach them a little bit about safety and that seed phrase and things yeah, like that yeah. uh, and then we would have you know help them mint their first nft into the key to crypto collection and we had a few bigger more well-known artists that also had stuff in kind of bring some some eyes over there mm -hmm. and so we would do we did about a week of onboarding and then at this community center which was really dope there was like a little recording studio uh you know art area clothing a skate ramp in the back so like we we built up over the you know the week and then we did this uh you know over the weekend we did a couple kind of you know like art show party things and the people were able to have their nfts up for display a lot of people showed up talking. We had like people skateboarding on the ramp out back. We had virtual graffiti being painted, you know, projected up on the walls out there. And uh, it was a huge success. Um, a lot of people made their first sales, got really excited. And then, you know, then they're at the point where instead of minting, you know, getting help minting into this collection, they're ready to fire up their own collections, right? So it was really effective um, and just kind of spread like wildfire. So from that, we got invited down to uh, La Bitconf in um el salvador uh not el salvador um uh brain fart um is that el salvador who just adopted bitcoin yeah el salvador, uh, bitcoin. Not, not just uh... yeah well it was el salvador, la bitcoin el salvador. <laughs> um and so we went down there and and they basically brought us down and like we, uh, you know, we did the same kind of thing. We gave talks. We did onboarding. We did some live art there with some artists we brought in that painted these surfboards. Wound up getting auctioned at the end of the, the, the Bitcoin conference. And we're like, you know, selling these physical pieces that had Ethereum NFTs tied to them at the Bitcoin convention. So it was just, it was fun. Um, and, and we raised like, I think it was uh, $90,000 for like a children's hospital, which blew us away. You know, we didn't have any idea people were going to be bidding like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, 10 grand, I think, for some of the surfboards and stuff. Uh, so, you know, that was just has been really exciting. Uh, and it was great to kind of feel like we were successfully being able to go around and, and just bring more people in. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that, you know, after that, we went to Mexico and did another one. Uh, and we've kind of been on a little hiatus this year. We're helping, hoping by the end of the year, we'll be able to fire some more up and, and do some more traveling and onboarding. Um, so that's been, you know, a really, really awesome project. Um, 
but yeah, I do, you know, on the weekly, I host, I don't know, like half a dozen shows or something. Um, I have a Monday show in Token Smart that I call uh, Easy's Corner. Mm -hmm. And so I'll bring on a, a, you know, a guest sometimes to, uh, and just, it could be a gaming project. It could be a music project, a fashion project, DeFi, like anything. I'm just interested in, in, you know, talking with people that are, that are making, uh, you know, cool, cool product and building community out there. So that's pretty much just like cross the spectrum, uh, get a lot of different people to come in and talk about their projects there. And then usually we have some, uh, like a little after party with some live music. Uh, actually a, a friend, Jose Cabrera, who's down in Venezuela often comes and plays us live music. And then sometimes it'll be other people or a DJ, uh, but usually some, some cool live music there. So that's, uh, that's Monday night show. Um, I do uh, every other week, actually, we do a Wednesday night uh, MVMF show. So MVMF is the Metaverse Music Fest. And that's a project um, that I worked pretty closely with. Uh, and last year, at the end of the year, it was actually right before NFT NYC, which was, um, yeah, the MVMF was um, Halloween weekend last year. And so it was uh, basically like 72 hours of straight music across, you know, like, five different metaverses and we we bit off a little more than probably we should have for the first one and we we're like we're gonna have this like a real world kind of you know festival and you you have to choose like if you're gonna catch this act on this stage or that act there but it's in this metaverse versus that metaverse mm. um it was it was pretty wild we did you know panels and discussions we had like uh uh circus actually from venezuela a bunch of uh, jose's friends did like the circus <laughs> act and stuff and, and recorded that and sent it in uh it was wild and a uh, big shout out to you know like natalie crew mighty 33 my world uh actually the idea for that came out of the mighty my show um directly after the uh, what was it uh 2020 new year's eve music show in token smart they did like a you know, 16 hour run of, of music for the New Year's. And, and after that came up like, why haven't we done a giant music festival? Um, and so that, you know, was was some pretty good months in the planning. Uh, and we pulled it off fairly well. But this year, I think we're going to tone it down a little bit and do like a couple days, you know, maybe 12 hours per day or something. Uh, but we're just kind of in the planning stages for that. And in the meantime, to kind of slowly crank it back up, we're doing every other Wednesday, a couple hours of music so we'll bring on like you know maybe three musicians and a couple 30 minute sets and then an hour set uh so that's always fun to get more you know more people finding the the web three musicians out there um let's see thursday we do the token smart cypher uh so cypher one of the things that uh that i did back on scent was and this was like probably like earlier mid 2020 um I did this rap song and I had, I used to freestyle a lot with my homies, my friends back in the day, we freestyle all the time. Yep. Sometimes it'd be playing to live music. Uh, sometimes it would just be over beats um, or wherever we were, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had had a big love for hip hop and freestyle in all my life, but I hadn't freestyled for a long time. And I just got the itch one day. I was actually in the car driving to, driving to San Francisco. And so I started just rapping into my little memo recorder on my iPhone. And there was like some good lines in there. Uh, and it was a lot of just like it was kind of like a crypto rap. I was shouting out homies on the on the scent platform and stuff. And so then I, uh, you know, I, I did a little recording. I had a friend kind of make a beat for it. And I shared that through a scent post. And people were like, yo, easy. We didn't know you rap like that. was That's super fun and like, cool. Should do more of it. And then I got to thinking, like, what if we could do like rapping in the metaverse? Like not necessarily battles, but maybe battles, but just mm -hmm. passing the mic around and like 
literally being able to freestyle together in the metaverse and, right. and the tech just wasn't there we tried hopping into you know crypto <laughs> voxels and holding down v and someone else yeah. like with a boom oh. box trying to play in tunes not nah, yeah. the lag and all that it yeah. killed it but that sparked an idea mm -hmm. um and so uh vandal at dow records shout out to vandal super yep. og uh he opened up a chat in his discord called rap battle or metaverse rap battle or something like that so people that kind of had an interest could talk about it there and try and figure out you know how could we bring this together uh and there were some of us you know people were chatting in there a little bit um and then it kind of died off we just we didn't quite have a solution uh and then uh you know after six months had gone by or something it was a little over a year ago now um kinshasa reached out to me and he was like yo you ready for this like metaverse rap stuff and i was like oh yeah what you got and he had you know, been working with uh, Yusuf, a developer, to to create and uh, uh, James, this like crazy musician genius tech guy, to build this uh, basically engine that uh, creates beats algorithmically. So you hit a button and it creates the beat. Uh, and the idea is that you could you know mine for beats. Then you know the next step is you hit another button, you rap over that. Uh, you get a little bit of kind of control. It's a little mini DAW, and then. Uh, the third step is that it would have generative art. So it was actually a GAN trained on graffiti. So we call it spray GAN, basically a bot that eats graffiti and spits out new graffiti. So once you've, you know, got your beat, rap over it, generate your graffiti, all that's left to do is give that track like a title, a little description, decide on the price, the amount of additions. And uh, we used the, the lazy minting on OpenSea basically to get it up in the Cypher marketplace at no cost to the artist. So that was, you know, largely about bringing down barriers for people to be able to enter the space, uh, you know, if you're into making some collectible hip hop. So he told me that idea and I was like 100% in. Um, and so it's been a it's been a really cool, crazy adventure kind of working uh, over the last year with Cypher and just, you know, being able to host these, you know, metaverse ciphers. Uh, we go in and we have uh, uh, twice a week. So Thursday, which is what got me started on this, we do a cipher in the token smart discord. And then we also do on Sunday in the cipher discord. So uh, a couple shows Monday, uh, then Thursday, we do the cipher. And then after that, I have a show that uh, with Lad City uh, called Easy Street. And that one's been running for I don't know, a year and a half or something, which used to be in the Discord, uh, but fairly recently, maybe five or six weeks ago, we're uh, just trying it out over in the Twitter spaces to see if, you know, maybe we reach a different crowd there or something. So uh, I do Easy Street and Twitter spaces um, on Thursdays at, what is it, 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, and then Friday morning, <laughs> back over in Token Smart with PageDAO which is another great project that's, you know, similar idea to Cypher kind of, of bringing, bringing down the barriers for entry uh, into Web3, but for literature. Uh, so amazing team there. Again, Epic Dylan came from the old Scent days. He was on a podcast of mine where we were talking about, uh, you know, he's like a philosopher and a, and a writer and all this stuff. And, and uh, he had done a book dropping it like chapter through chapter on scent like a chapter a month or something it was really cool so he came on my old scent podcast and we were talking and got to talking about literature and like the idea of having the you know maybe a library of alexandria with all literature on the blockchain so it's like there forever um and this turned into then whip publishing and page dow so friday mornings we do what we call pass the pen and that's a you know community collaborative writing event hmm. so it's basically just like a crazy free fall for all. Anybody in the audience can offer up ideas. 
Now we do uh, usually have like a theme or something. In fact, more recently we've been working with other projects. So we bring in, uh, we brought in Bitlectro Labs, super awesome project. And we wrote this like super 80s story about these punk kids that get sucked into a video game and have to escape. And it's all tied in kind of with like Pizza Dow and and uh, the the mozzarella string theory, which is like the theory of everything in this universe, all tied back to like pizza and tomatoes and cheese and, and stuff. So super funny, just wild stuff. Yeah. Uh, this week, um, we'll be finishing up with fly frogs and Rizzle. And so we've come up with this whole kind of, you know, world of the fly frogs and uh, the on-chain chain has worked in there. And it's like kind of this like mystical uh, piece of like ancient tech that can kind of unite the metaverse. It's just a lot of fun. So super creative. Um, I always felt yeah, like and the, then that the would get us to Saturday. Like that, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's super fun just seeing what, you know, the community and the people that come over from the project kind of inject into that sometimes there's a little background lore that can kind of lead us mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like uh we had uh the the chris graves project come on and they do uh like really high-end like photo book nfts and so that story was about like a what like a, a time traveling vacation writer or something and uh that was all just uh you know um generated from a few pictures that we posted and so it's really interesting to see how we get to these different places and like what what you know what uh kind of like ignites those ideas and then where it goes from just the different people that are that are there in the chat um and and that hop on mic with us so really fun stuff there now one thing i've, um, I've noticed with you is um you you're you you speak spanish pretty well and um, ah, claro que sí. yeah right <laughs> and i don't but uh <laughs> it's been really helpful because you've been able to kind of internationally onboard pretty easily pretty like um naturally you know I, I used to be there in the early days when jose would play and i'd sit there and listen and um you know when he was working with maybe like like a less advanced technology but he was just working at it and he was doing his thing but you were really yeah. good about being able to kind of like bridge that gap between the English speakers and the Spanish speakers. And you have a huge, you know, there's a whole, like you just mentioned a whole bunch of countries that, you know, that are Spanish speaking. And now oh, yeah. it's a lot easier for them to, to know that they can speak with easy, you know, they can be on these things and, and, you know, and it's the way you do things is very community based. And like I said, inclusive, and it brings everybody in. So, you know, um, that's, that's great. Cause I, I think that it opens your avenues up and it seems like you don't ever stop you know it's uh it's been a it's been a long like crazy push bro uh, right. i will admit that and you know the the spanish is is i'm so thankful that i that i'm able to speak spanish because mm -hmm. it's opened some doors for me to be able to open doors for other people like right. that's partially why i was able to you know be effective traveling around latin america is mm -hmm. because yeah i'm i'm pretty fluent in spanish mm -hmm. um and there's so much talent there's so much passion uh, down, you know, in the in the Latino artistic community, uh, and that's a lot. Like, and that's a big part of the globe. Like, uh, and so also, like, quite often, unfortunately, in a lot of uh, the the Latin American countries, the economy is pretty rough. So, like, I feel like it's really important to be able to reach people that are in the circumstances of they're they're artistic, they're passionate, they're creative, they want to learn this but it can be hard to, and there's more and more, um, there's like 
um, Language DAO and some other organizations that are coming up to try and get more of the, you know, the onboarding and educational content into more languages. Um, and I think that's super, super huge. It's going to, you know, it, it, you know, we talk about kind of Web3 as being this this equalizer uh, where, where we're leveling the playing field some and where you don't have that intermediary party taking a huge chunk of value, but you still need to be able to express that, explain that and, and, you know, give resources to learn the tech in the person's native tongue. So I think that as we have, you know, projects working to um, translate a lot of the, the documents out there, um, create new content, whether that's little videos or, or whatever, to be able to, you know, get it out in every language we can. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of growth uh, coming from from the Latin American communities uh, specifically, um, like uh, just from my own experience. Yeah, and that's what, that's, um, and yeah, that's what it's, really like um, <clears throat> it's a point for me because like all this bear market stuff, you know, we talked the bear market and stuff earlier and it's like, I don't really see it in that way because, you know, I see it in the way you're seeing it. You know, you got all these new people coming along, learning the tech more traditionally i would say to me like native to what we what we know but you know it's not native to the regular person in, in you know out there where you where you come in right. you learn you become part of a community you then take your skills and go do something with them and then it's you know the the whole thing kind of starts up again so you got all these people coming from different countries now and they're learning they're the ogs in those countries you know yeah like we had our opportunity yeah. to, you know in the earlier days of, of, of nfts to kind of be the ogs and you know to learn from even the more OGs from us, you know, the Matthews and, you know, all these people, you know, but then we were able to take and go do something else. And so now you've got these guys come in and then they're going to be able to, in their native tongue, then go and be able to explain to others. Cause that's really what you're looking for. You, know, you want everybody to be, yeah. like you're saying, even the playing field a bit, it's, it's a lot of information to take in, you know, about NFTs, about, um, you know, why you're even doing any of this stuff or, you know, why, uh, why you're using the tech and, and stuff like that. But then once you get it going, now you can take your knowledge and, and go into your actual community in the real world and then go and spread that, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of evolving as it grows and like, you know, it, it like I was just saying, it has been a crazy busy, you know, three, the last three years, I would say have just been like run and gun, working, uh, building community, onboarding, full schedule, um, and I, what I'm kind of hoping for, I guess, is that like a year from now, there'll be so many of these seeds planted that have matured into new onboarders um, that it, I won't really have to be out there doing it as much. I'll be able to go back and just, you know, work on more of my own art. Of course, I'll be super involved in, in communities and still be onboarding, but I don't think it'll be, you know, as each, you know, kind of generation that comes in and learns the tech and then spreads that, that gets wider and wider and wider. So you've got more people uh, planting these seeds. And, and it's kind of like, you know, at, one, at some point, it's going to hit like, you know, wildfire status, and it's just going to take over. And at that point, it's like some of the people that have been out there working to try and onboard and stuff, will be able to step back a little bit from that, because there'll be so many other people doing it, mm -hmm. um, just naturally, as this, you know, progresses and grows. So, yeah, I'm, you know, it's it's been a while, a uh, few years, but I'm thinking, you know, by a year out from now, uh, it'll be established enough and there'll be enough people out there kind of doing this that that I'll be able to step back a little bit from that role 
and have, you know, maybe a little free time, some time for art and just like, you know, having fun, producing, you know, making more raps, getting back more into photography because it's something that I just haven't had a lot of time for um, as I've been, you know, working, trying to help get, you know, various projects off the ground and and help build community and, and, and be out there onboarding. And I think, you know, another really important aspect of this, and I think we're getting to uh the the spot now where uh it's a large enough there's a large enough interest base and and communities kind of all over is getting those on the ground you know bridging the the kind of metaverse and web three to to the to the to the regaverse what i call just the irl um and so i see more and more and especially you know we had the lockdowns for years and you couldn't really do that very easily um but now with things opening up and the growth uh you know the amount of people that have been entering the space uh, I think those on the ground kind of whether it's, uh, you know, something that's happening in IRL that gets streamed into the metaverse or it's just your local, you know, cafe, your local little gallery or whatever doing get togethers there uh, is super important because, uh, again, you know, I've done a lot of onboarding both and, you know, virtually and on the ground. But when you're on the ground with someone and you can kind of, you know, you see their eyes, you see their body language, you're able to rephrase something if you see it didn't quite hit until it lands. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after, you know, a couple of days of maybe getting together and talking about this stuff, boom, the light goes off and they're like, oh, so I can do this. And then they're thinking about what they can do with it exactly. versus just trying to understand it. So it's a, it's kind of like the fast road in if you can be actually, you know, physically with those, with those people too. So I see more of that. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Like I, I definitely had that experience. I went to Vegas, go hang out with a uh, open NFT and he's got a Las Vegas meetup out there and spent the time out there hanging out. And then I came back for another one. And it's just like you, when you see somebody in real life and you're telling them like, you know, we're talking about this stuff and, you know, where it can go and how you can actually actually use the technology for, for yourself, you know, in one way or the other. It, you're saying that their eyes light up, you know, it, it's a whole different thing, you know. And you kind of, like, you know, when I was going there, you had a lot of, like, people that were there. They were they're pretty early, but a little, like, they, like they were, it was in the middle of, you know, when it was going well. So it was like, you know, they were early to the things they were making money, but they were late to the technology and understanding, you know? But you were able to take some of those guys and say, hey, you know, it's great that you're making money off of whatever you're making money off of, but then, you know, there's also these, this is what the future looks like for us, you know? And, and you know, you want to be a part of that because no matter, I mean, I don't say no matter how much money you made, you know, but the, the money is not the end game. The end game is to be able to use NFTs in some sort of way that is helpful to the growth of the whole metaverse and, and just in general, the, the future of technology, you know, I have these conversations yeah, sometimes yeah. with like the, you know, the people who are not interested in, in web three. And, you know, I talk to them about what it can be and what it will be. Cause you know, going into the future, I, I talk about the 3d internet a lot, you know, mm-hmm. you have web pages and I, and to me, I feel like that'll look like something kind of a relic in the past in, in the future, you know, where you're going, you know, like, wow, you know, you were looking at a 2D web page? Like, for what? You know, it, it, that kind of, you know, mentality. It's hard to put that on somebody, though, you know, because, you know, I'm talking to this guy as an old mechanic the other day, and I was trying to reference, like, you know, the old mechanic books. And he's like, but I've still got them. And I'm like, yeah, but the new guys don't want them. You know, it's not like a young mechanic is like, where's the, you know, the, the I need I need 20, you know, Bible-sized, you know, 
car books right. about, you know about every single car and that's what it used to it used to be you know and so i was explaining that you know in the future maybe you i mean it would be a lot easier if, the, if it was just a 3d model of the car and then you can break down all cool. the pieces you know and you could have embedded let's say you have because because we talk about this at page down stuff for um say for your uh you know books at, at college university whatever mm -hmm. yeah yep. you're paying like 500 bucks a book and then they give you back like 50 bucks mm -hmm. <laughs> or something mm -hmm. like so just just in that example if it's an nft there's no devaluation at all you could have a pool of these books that you put you have some tokens that get you books you put those in and out afterwards you sell the token off to someone else they can get the same book swap them in and out as they need them for uh for a mechanics book instead of having those stacks of okay here's the volkswagen van here's the toyota here's the no you could have basically an nft that has the information on you know whatever uh make and, and model or brand but then you could also like you're saying have these diagrams you could click into that and have a video that literally shows you know somebody replacing this part or something so there's so it's so much deeper uh when when you look at like um you know literary nfts right. uh instead of having you know a um uh you know something on your your kindle or whatever um that you can't you know gift to someone else that uh that uh you know um god what do they call them the uh, uh the 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 web books that we have right now mm -hmm. um you know you you buy that you can't give it to someone you can't sell it you can't put it back into a pool and maybe take another one um but with an nft book not only can you do all that stake it like all sorts of different stuff you can have the audiobook uh, attached as an unlockable. You could have video interviews. Uh, you could have that give you access to a digital book signing in the metaverse or a workshop with that author. Like it just goes on and on and on. Um, so, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, and whether people, you know, even call it the same thing in the future or not, uh, yeah, you know, kind of irrelevant. We were, we were talking like, about the lingo. It's, it's going to change. You know, yeah, yeah. Whether people are aren't saying NFT no more, or if it's not NFT music, NFT audio, NFT literal, uh, literal, literary. You know, it. it you wonder what it's gonna be because it, it needs to flow off the tongue, especially for people who are, you know, uh, newer. And we're talking about newer, maybe within even four or five years from now, they're still new to this concept. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What's gonna I think? What I think ends up happening is you have like um platforms that come along. The Xeroxes of Web3, you know, who say, okay, we made this platform. It's so useful that you call it, you now call it, you know, like Google, you know, like Google that, you know? Right, right. So, so yeah, it, yeah. The, yeah. The brand becomes like the, you know, the the kind of catch-all for that yeah. technology. Um, yeah. So, you know, things, things will change like that. And, you know, I think it'll be uh you know we'll get to a point like gaming is is talked about a lot like back in the early days i was like i think one of the earlier uh kind of gaming projects i found was engine and uh mm -hmm. you know they they were early in they were building but it takes so long to build like games that people mm -hmm. kind of got like oh well when and they're like soon and then you know a year later it's still like soon but um so you know as as this gets more embedded uh as you know um not like a specialty technology but is, is used more across the board eventually people won't even really know what's going on behind that video game they just know that instead of the old days when you had an asset that only works in one game 
And if, you know, you stop playing that game or it goes away or whatever, uh, you know, that's all just gone. Um, you know, people definitely be appreciative whether they know about the history of NFTs or any of that when they're like, oh, I can take this sword into another game. I can sell this on a marketplace that's, you know, either in game or out of the game, something like an open sea. Um, you know, that's gonna, I, I think eventually we'll get there where, you know, you don't really have to know as much about the tech, uh, and, and your, your onboarding might be a lot less technical um and and you'll just be able to get the functionality out of that because it'll be worked into things on the back end i mean eventually i think that's that's where it'll be that's when it becomes like this is a convenience to you you know like now you can just take all these different things and they're more available at your fingertips and and you know those things can give you access to things that are even more helpful to you you know like you talked about college books if you had college books in that way then you'd be able to like log into something they know you have the book because you have to have the ownership of the token you know so then you're now you know you're able to access let's say the classroom because the classroom might not be looking the same as it used to you know right (laughs) so yeah it's it's crazy i mean uh and and where we are now yeah it's still it's still the the early days um we we say it often and we've been saying it for years but it is it's still super early so you know when people do come in uh, sometimes they you know because of kind of the what is in the mainstream media for the most part is like either fomo or fud uh, so that's <laughs> yeah, all they kind of know only right? one or the other yeah bulls and <laughs> yeah, bears and there's, there's nothing no else. like yeah they don't talk about like functionality of anything it's either like oh this crazy thing sold for millions or like nfts are dead and you know everybody lost all their money or something um but like when you you know and and shout out came mayfield for, for coming up with you know talking a lot about onboarding with culture so mm-hmm. instead of just coming in and saying yeah you could make some money here and you know often that's where people start the conversation it's like you know and not always but you know a lot of people come in for a specific you know kind of artistic purpose um but in general the the people that aren't necessarily going to be making nfts come in and they're often looking at it like oh well where can i make money what's an nft i could buy and then resell and it's like mm-hmm. well that's not a great way to come in because there's no way to guarantee what project's going to do what. I mean, once you under have an understanding uh, and then you look at the teams behind a project and, and things like that, that can give you a sense of where value is long term. Um, but, you know, trying to kind of break that um, that mental cycle of like, oh, like, I, you know, what's the next big thing? What's the NFT that's going to blow up and say, well, step back a little. Let's find something you like. You know, so what are what are your interests, and then go with that instead. It's something you, it's something and, you find you know, useful that, like, I can actually yeah. use this. And when you understand how to use something within this space, within the Web three space, then you have a better understanding of what it is. To, you know, totally. You know, like my first introduction was Decentraland, and you know, for me, I understood. All right, that you have this three D virtual world. All the plots of land are NFTs. I can use this. You know, I know how to use this. You know you know that was you were able to take that information and say okay now i see why this would be helpful and you know this platform is is you know makes sense and that platform makes sense and that platform really doesn't you know and you can sometimes you know, and it's not it's not perfect i got so many entities that did you know go bad and you know but the, you know, the thing is on the other end of that is you have ones that did really well because that's just the nature of something that's so early you know yeah yeah and and the like for you 
coming in kind of into Centraland, that leads, once you have kind of have an understanding of like some of the functionality and what you can do here, then that leads to all these other, you know, experiences and, and, and broadens your understanding of other types of NFTs and what other spaces are doing. So I really do think it's important to, you know, um, get people to come in and, and instead of just focus on the money, which we've talked about a little, of course, we want to earn, earn. We want to make money like, you know, we've got, you know, families to support and bills and all this stuff. Like, it's not just like, oh, no, it's all for just peace and love. Yeah, um, no. You know, there's a lot of love out there. Mm -hmm. uh, the financial part's important, mm -hmm. but it is a different paradigm. It's not just financials first. Um, it's kind of like creating long term value, building tools that are useful, uh, connecting with people that you wouldn't be able to connect with before. Like, I've got so many great friends, deep mm -hmm. relationships. Um, that I've, you know, uh, uh, been lucky enough to build through this community, through, you know, across the world um, in these virtual spaces. And then super awesome when we get to go to like NFT NYC and hang out in person with these people and stuff. But uh, there's so much value there besides just the financial end uh, that I think it's really important to try and point that out to people and, and you know, let them find or help kind of um, push them in the right direction so they can link up with people that they're going to get more out of it than just a financial return. And hopefully they do get some, you know, financial freedom, uh, whether they're, you know, an, an artist and they get more creative freedom and that leads to more financial freedom. Uh, you know, that's amazing. And, and I've seen that. Um, and, you know, being able to uh, kind of be your own, uh, you know, often, let's say if you're a, a musician or something and, and you're signed to a label, well, they kind of have a say of what your look needs to be and your sound and, and all this so you're you're kind of pigeonholed into like a certain look and sound and then they're also taking a huge part of the profits that would come in through your you know sales and shows and whatnot so by being able to have the community be the label the people your fans your friends the people that collect your art like you're able to have a lot more freedom on that creative end too um and then you know, we talk about this often, like, it, you know, Cypher and, and, and Twitter spaces and stuff. Uh, the old kind of paradigm of, of you know, we went from uh, CDs to MP3s to NFTs is what we say over to Cypher. And that's just giving back power to the musician, to the listener. Um, and, and if, it, you know, say you're streaming, what, like 75,000 streams on Spotify, I think is like 240 bucks or something. Mm. Well, you got to reach 75,000 years. Um, if you have, you know, a small fan base of um, 100 people, maybe, or, or 25 people, they're just like diehard, they love everything you do. You could sell, you know, 25 NFTs at, at 25 bucks a piece, and you've already what doubled or tripled what you have made from the streaming, not that you would stop streaming, necessarily, like that's not people also come in often, and they're like, Oh, well, if I start doing this web three, like NFTs, and for some reason, they think they have to stop doing everything else, but not at all. It's it's throw everything in there, you know, mm -hmm. still try and reach people. You still got to do your marketing. You still got to, like, you know, be out there, be out here mm -hmm. uh, in the space and, and do your virtual shows in Decentraland and Crypto Voxels and in the, you know, in the uh, discords and all that. Um, but it's just a whole nother avenue to explore for possibly better earnings, uh, possibly more freedom. Uh, meeting really cool people um, and there's you know there's also like streaming platforms uh, audio emanate uh, you know great platform great community paying artists out 
at a better rate and like being, you know, available to like withdraw um, at any time, you know, those things are, are pretty revolutionary for the music industry, especially. Right. right yeah. So yeah, I, I can definitely see things going that way. I think that at some point you would get companies coming in and throwing packages together, you know, and they'll say, you know, Hey, you know, come in and do your music and, you know, we've got your NFT package put together and then they start taking percentages off the top. But yeah, right now it's like right. very, like you can, you can, um, it's a lot like you can connect directly with your fan base and vice versa in here. Whereas, you know, I think in the mainstream, it's a very weird paradigm right now where you gotta get some sort of like, uh, recognition from the mainstream platforms or the mainstream people who do that like record labels and such you know and then then you can kind of like go forward and and you know you're not directly connected to your fan base because you're you're connected to these people who have right you know control of they're the gatekeepers yeah right so they like and you already have to that's the thing is like if you're starting out Mm -hmm. if you're an underground rapper or something you ain't gonna get the time of day they're not giving you studio time. Like you'd have to come up with money to put out. Whereas uh, in you know in this space, if you've got a computer, you're pretty much good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really does you know turn things around a bit. Um, and it just takes that you know I think that putting the time in, having that effort, um, finding the people you connect with, and that can that can lead to some success. Um, which is you know it we just haven't had these kind of opportunities before for a lot of the the little guys um and so that's something really exciting too you know you know we talk about laying the leveling the playing field it, it really is because anybody um can pretty much come in and and launch a cypher track for example like we've had people uh kim mayfield louis c rhymes uh anna diario um we've had people come in uh through cypher and kind of either get back into rapping because they've been fed up with the way things are done over in web two with the old paradigm and the labels. Um, and then having like no touring for a year, like all this added up to where like, you know, someone sees an opportunity where they can come in through crypto and, you know, drop a track at no cost. Well, if they sell those out, make a little bit of money, then that's a great springboard to be like, Oh, well, I'm going to buy this piece of equipment I needed to be able to produce at home. Uh, or maybe you do go into a studio and, and have something really polished come out for your next NFT. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, even just getting in, uh, it's something that is, is not like super fancy. Um, you can kind of use that to, as, as stepping stones or springboards. So that's, you know, that's a, a way I think a lot of, uh, you know, the, the artists that aren't super well known, whether that's visual or a writer uh, or a sculptor or a dancer, like you have that, that entry uh, without a lot of barriers. So that, you know, that's one of the great things about the freedom of the space. Definitely. And, you know, that kind of goes back to it being really early. I was having a thought earlier when you were talking about that. And I'm thinking, like, I, I base a lot of, like, my, like, historic knowledge, let's say, in, in this space. I'm not talking about in general, but in this space. And also, I guess you can kind of go in general, too, because the early days of crypto, you know, which I believe we're still in, because I, I go talk to people, they're not really fully understanding what crypto is or does yeah. or why why it exists so i still feel like you might be another couple of cycles out from crypto being so mainstream now you go back in the early days of ibm and all this stuff in the early days of apple and stuff like that and you see some of these guys talking it's like the famous one with um steve jobs you know where he's like talking about he's like when, it, when the apple price goes down i buy more apple 
You know, it's like a you know, it's a very classic video that, that, that he you know of him talking about it. It's like in the early days, there's so much speculation back and forth that it becomes this either bulls or bears type type mentality. You know, not understanding that if you think about like the 20 year time span, we're sitting here talking today. You know, um, I'm not on an Apple. You might not be on an Apple, but one of us is on something like that, that went from very little back then to what it is today. You know, right. If you were stuck around, you know, maybe you were gambling back then. I call it gambling, you know, throwing some money on it back then. And, and now, you know, uh, it goes down and you're, and you're like, ah, this thing's over. You know, computers are stupid, you know, whatever. And <laughs> it, But down the road, it's like a very uh, integrated technology into all of life. Everyone uses it. There was a time not that long ago that you would have never thought your grandmother or your, your mother, or, you know, the older people in your family to be using computer technology i'm not talking about any of this stuff you know and i know people the kids don't even kids wouldn't even concept this but there was a time when i wouldn't think my father would ever learn how to use a smartphone and now he does you know that's crazy yeah Yeah. and so if you go if yeah just in our lifetimes like when i was a, a kid i remember when computers came out basically my dad was into like technology and stuff so he had like you know we had apple too uh and you couldn't do a lot you could do a few little games and then it came like a little more uh like load runner and pitfall and like some of that (laughs) stuff came in uh which was you know super amazing back then but if you think about it over what like 30 years it went from nobody having a home computer to very few to now pretty much everybody has a couple like you know the cell phone the ipad or the 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 you know the laptop or and almost everybody has a super powerful computing device at least within a smartphone so if that's you know globally saturated then i'm thinking blockchain nfts web3 is gonna gonna do that it just it makes so much sense it's such a you know better solution for so many things that yeah it might be 10 years out, 15 years out, but it will be where most businesses are using blockchain for their whatever it is, tracking and payroll and and the products have NFT versions and and you know, you've got your your wearable, you know, real world stuff and you've got the same in the metaverse and exactly. and all this stuff it it will infiltrate. I mean, we do have big brands, you know, like like you had mentioned earlier with like the what, you're looking at a 2D website. Well, back in the day uh, you know, maybe even barely 20 years ago, uh, it was like, oh, the internet websites, like, yeah, nobody's going to do that. We're all yeah. going to stores and we all have the phone book. Why would you need the internet, right? Like a yellow pages. Like yeah, was, nobody has a yellow pages anymore. You know? Yeah, it was, it was at one point it was thought to be ridiculous because the technology was slow too. So it wasn't just that, oh, the internet was stupid. It was the, the internet is slow. How are we going to use that? I'm not going to sit and wait for you know, um, there's a there's a comedian I, I just found his name Stavros something else I can't I can't remember his last name, but he was talking about he's like you didn't have you don't know what patience is until you were downloading a, a porn picture you know and waiting 25 line minutes for that line. thing to figure. <laughs> that's you know that's exactly. I think that the speed that we're at right now in the NFT space like you know they look at you know I work in Decentraland a lot you know I work in Festival District shout out to James, um, but you know, it's like. The, the people that we were showing this stuff to, they might not understand it sometimes. They're, they're on their home computers. I'm like, logging at Decentraland, it's like pretty heavy load, you know, on the computer. 
So they're like, you know, how, how they're not understanding to, or they are sometimes, but you know, just depending. But you you recognize that it, you're you're not at the speed you want to be, you know, to see this thing, you know, like in everybody's house or in, on everybody's phone right, and right. and and everybody's probably AR glasses and stuff like that when the time comes for that. You know, I think that yeah. we, we we lose sight that the way computing works is it it, it like multiplies fast. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so you know, and you it's still super nascent. Yeah. So it's, like you're saying, like. And for Decentraland, I remember um, the first like big event when we had all the little quests you could do. Mm -hmm. um, and this was, you know, uh, three years ago or something, mm -hmm. at least a couple years back. And it was like, it was pretty laggy. Like you wouldn't always like get the reward. And like, yeah. you know, now you go through and it's like, you know, compared to then it's super smooth. Mm -hmm. You can do way more like functionality with like the games and mining and, and like, you know, find one thing that unlocks another and get your po app and then that gives you like another drop or what you know there's so much there it's it's uh you know and and like you said computing kind of like does these jumps and then it's like a bigger jump and then it's a giant jump like if so you, if you only you logged know, in on launch that's what you're talking about on launch day when we had when we had all the quests if you yeah. logged in only on launch day then you skipped time and came back six months later it would look like a different world and then you would came back and look six totally. months later you'd be like wow but when you're in it every day, you know, you, you, you feel that. It's like when you watch your kid grow. You're like, you know, the kid's not, this kid, you know, he's been the same size, you know. But somebody comes <laughs> see your kid like, whoa, this kid is a giant, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess he did get a little yep. bigger, didn't he, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah you know, so I, th it's... I think that's definitely where we are. And I think that where we're going is somewhere that people just can't understand. I don't think if I completely, you know, will understand what it's going to look like in the future. I always like heart back on like AR glasses and stuff like that because, you know, ever since I remember seeing HoloLens years ago, you know, and being like, man, when that technology like gets to glasses size, it's over. And, you know, yeah. people want to say what they want to say or whatever, but you're going to use it. Just like everybody thought that they weren't going to use the internet like that. Like, oh, what if I put it in your phone? You know, like we didn't even have cameras in the phone at the time. You know, if I, so if you had told somebody that they were going to have the internet in their phone like that, like, hey, like get out of here, you know, these things weren't concepts that you could, you could put together when you're not there yet. You know, so just talking about how early we are in the game, like that's what we mean when we say, Oh, you're early in the game. You're in the game because this is something that will be used in a, in a much higher technology world. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When, you know, and we've got, you know, big companies, um, Adidas, Nike, um, you know, like L'Oreal, big, yeah, like big yeah. makeup companies, big clothing yeah. companies, gaming companies, they're, they're setting up in the metaverse. Yeah, so, you know, if you want to follow, yeah, yeah like <laughs> you might want to like pay a little attention to some of those big brands coming in because that's a big signal. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, having you know having a stab being established on the internet with a good website early on like that's kind of what i see where we're at now that's whereas I mean, yeah, in another is. couple of years yep. if you don't have a metaverse spot for your company for your business you're going to be kind of lagging behind like yeah. right now you're out in front if you have that yeah. but wait you're a few gonna, years you're gonna have to, gonna gonna have to like, rent some office building that i'm building right <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you can have a square yeah. for you know, a lot of money you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the way I believe we're going. I think that 
you know, the up and down in the market it is what it is. You know, we, we don't, honestly, I really don't think about it too much besides when I want to pay bills. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Or yeah, when there's, yeah, when there's a, a big drop coming that like you're excited about uh or yeah you like you, you need to do a little swap and you're like damn stuff's yeah, yeah, down yeah. Yeah, it's, but yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like that's the way it is now it'll be back up you know we've been through these cycles mm -hmm. and and generally the peaks get higher and the bottoms get higher as well so yeah, you know exactly. it's it's and that's what we've you seen. can it's pull like, back what and people look. are complaining about today is nothing compared to what we were dealing with in 2019 in 2020 oh, yeah. 2020 was rough like for real like a lot of things came out things things did go well that's why i keep talking about well, like in a bear market there's still money there's still money to be made yeah it's just we hit some rough patches in like say decentralized timeline like you know when i got in it's like three cents mana land was going for not oh, that, yeah. not that expensive now things are completely different and we're in the bear market now you know but it's you know my land is still worth a lot more than it was ever worth before i mean it, i yeah. might have I'm not selling it anyway because I, I work on it. But you know what I mean? If I, I always look at it that way. Like, if, if I was to sell my Decentraland land today, am I still, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah. You know, just leave it at that. Like, you know. And then, well, yeah, you know. well, well in the profit zone for things like that. Mm -hmm. And that goes to show that, like, land in the metaverse has value. Whether you picked up something early in Decentraland, crypto voxels, you know, you got in on those early sandbox, sandbox land yeah, sales. Yeah. All that is up. Whether you're in, like, oh, this horrible bear market or not. You know, from the time a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, when you bought in, that's like well in the green still. So yeah, exactly. tokens go up and down. And like you were saying, yeah, I remember picking up you know mana at three and four cents, and then it was up to like you know three or four dollars, and I was like, damn, something, I should have got more of that. Like you know, that yeah, 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 yeah. And then like seeing it at under a buck, like I'm like, oh, I'm picking right up, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. like, yep. that that goes to show like where we are from like. I remember when ETH was like 120 bucks, right? So yeah. if that, you know, I was, if you're I was ringing the alarm. I'm like calling people on the phone, like buy ETH right now. They're, they're, I sounded and looked crazy. Many of those people did not buy any ETH. <laughs> and I learned my lesson <laughs> about that's not how you onboard. <laughs> you know, right. uh, you, you yeah, onboard yeah. like easy in crypto. You don't onboard like Frankie Needles, like calling people on the phone, like you need to do this thing. You know, <laughs> But then you get people like, that I told about this stuff a long time ago, um, and I didn't even understand it as well, but I was like, yo, check out like Bitcoin and Ethereum and you know, maybe a couple of other things. Uh, and you know, every once in a while you get one of those calls that's like, hey, yo, remember when you were telling me about the crypto stuff? Well, now I've been seeing it, you know, on news and this and that. And so, you know, then they, you know, they they have the interest now. And it's like, man, yeah, like I'll talk to you about it, but too bad you didn't listen back in the day when you thought I was like talking about some crazy fad <laughs> you know what i like is that I, I get the other other phone calls as well though where they'll say like remember you were talking to me about this thing well i started looking into it and that's my favorite it's it you know it's not yeah. the ones who i tried to shake them by the shoulders you know is it's the ones that like i literally you know that they, they took me for you know okay that's cool and then they started doing their own research you know they go down the rabbit hole and then they find themselves uh knowledgeable in the space and that's the best thing for Super me. I've had that, yeah, I've had that be had that be a case a few times. Again, I had to learn to stop shaking people out of the shoulders. They don't like it, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know. Give me whiplash. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so like you know, it's just understanding. You know, uh, we gotta understand where we're going. That's fine. You know, um, but 
you can't uh you can't be so forward thinking that you forgetting that people need to go and learn it you know on right. their own people need right. to learn on their own they're not gonna want to learn at your speed about your things um you know your circumstances may be different you know my like i was in a more like a dire desperate situation when i got into into nfts and stuff like that that it was like a fast pace i had to learn it fast um i wanted to be involved uh, you know that kind of thing you know so i, I think that my situation was different I, I was speaking with a friend recently about that and they were like you were in a spot so it was almost like you needed nfts you know so it is what it is you know you learned it and you went and did it and it was you know it and was, and yeah like being in a spot where it's like kind of do or die you jump in head first not mm -hmm. everybody kind of have you know is and i kind of jump in like fully into something if i'm gonna do it anyway that's a little just in my personality i guess yeah, yeah. um but yeah some people are gonna just kind of take a slow you know a slow approach and and you know check out something here and there and, and you know slowly kind of build up their their knowledge base which is you know a, a great way to also come in but yeah i think it's it's really important to let people um kind of find uh you know find their tribe like fit in you know because like yes. like you said not everybody's going to come in with the same interest or the same reason for for like looking at this mm -hmm. um but yeah so it's it is it is super rewarding though when you have people that were like you know you give them a little bit of information and maybe you know some some little tracks to go down and they go do it on their own and come back and they're like yo yeah i've been you know I, i'm now building this project or something like i love it when that happens yeah yeah definitely so i really feel like you know we're in, we're on the right we're on the right track whether but the track is squirrely you know so it's fine man yeah um yeah i mean this this thing has definitely changed i believe all of our lives you know the people that got into this thing early um one way or the other you know um how, how before i let you go like how has it really like changed your regular life? I know that we talk about all these different things, but your everyday regular life, what you know, what's what do you see this the most different from the time before NFTs and crypto? Even before I mean, crypto, you know, not just yeah, crypto, uh, yeah. Well, it's given me, you know, it it's through like diving in head first and and working for you know a couple of years pretty much to understand. Uh, you know, have a really good grasp on the knowledge and have, you know, experimented in different areas, um, kind of built up a, a, a reputation for being, you know, like a honest dude that's not going to like try and rug you or sell you some crazy shit. Um, that has enabled me to be able to actually do, you know, what I love to do and be paid for it. So I'm able to, you know, basically earn a living now by being able to, you know, moderate discords and and host uh metaverse events and and do these things so that's a big change from like the the early days where i was just doing it out of a passion and an interest and knowing that this was something that i really thought could you know change the world basically change lives for the better um that you know a, a lot of the stuff i do is still just you know from uh, from a point of you know passion and and excitement and you know definitely it's not all paid but i do also have the opportunities of being paid for doing what i really enjoy to do mm -hmm. so that's that's pretty incredible in itself you know that's life-changing um before i got into crypto you know i mean i went to school for like landscaping and and you know i was designing and installing gardens and stuff and, and i was down in costa uh 
but you know 20 what was it you know we had a economy crash in 2008 first 2008, yeah. and that didn't really hit my kind of work down there till like 2012 or something and then i was like switching you know looking for other work and and i basically had to start spending more time in the states to not work with like the cbd company and and different things like that um and so really i you know i was i was working still in um areas i enjoyed but it was uh it, it definitely was like it, it didn't quite fulfill me uh you know in the way that doing this the the work i'm doing now uh in the metaverse and, and with crypto and you know onboarding people and hosting events and building you know community and, and platforms and uh you know creative products and all this uh it's it's much more rewarding than like you know trying to selling some cbds or like you know like <laughs> do you know pull together maintenance crews to to like take care of a property or like you know that i didn't like not like that work um but also it, you know i i feel like i'm you know i'm able to have a it's crazy but it, there's a certain amount of stability there too mm -hmm. um and so that i can feel pretty solid about like the future and not be worried about like you know oh like uh, you know is this going to be enough work for me here with this company or that company or if i lose these clients or those clients like how do i fill those gaps to still pay the bills and stuff so even though it's like financially kind of crazy like schedule and lifestyle pretty crazy you know um super busy uh traveling off to you know miami or new york or latin america i love doing all this thing so right, right. um you know it's definitely for me uh you know i, I really like the the opportunities and doors that it's open for me and you know so many ways um so yeah i feel like it's just super rewarding that's great i mean i never even thought about that and i talk about that but i never you know i, I guess i never really put that into words it's like you really do feel a security once you kind of ingrained yourself in this especially how early we are you know it's like you have an idea that your future is bright you might have been working a job before where you know like that industry might have not been like going anywhere like it was going to st still be there into the future or still be there when web3 is is a big deal but that industry isn't like growing at a pace like this you know whereas you look at this industry yeah. and we're involved with this thing and you know like man if i stick with this there's almost endless opportunities going forward you know so yeah today's money might not be that great but you know you you really have an understanding that tomorrow's money is like you know it's it's like the so many opportunities for do really and really looking for like this yeah and the support of the community so i have like even if like the things i'm doing right now um a couple of those went away for whatever reasons financial or you know life emergencies or or whatever and i was like oh man i, I you know I, this project isn't able to you know help uh you know for, for the work i do there uh there's there's not any you know cash coming in or something uh, for whatever reason, like there's so much support to this community uh, that I could just be like, yo, I really need to try and like find a little bit of paid work. And like, you know, something would come through the network of friends like, oh, well, we're actually building something we could, you know, we got a paid position as a, a discord mod or like whatever it might be. Um, there would be people out there that have my back 100 yep. percent and they would help me land like the next you know thing that uh, i would be able to keep moving forward with. so that's a that's a huge 
huge thing that I did not have ever before. Right. And that's what Maddie had spoke to me about. Um, my interview with Maddie was he was saying that like for the people with the knowledge of Web3 stuff, you know, you've got a paid position somewhere, you know, whether you yep. know how to look for it or not, that, you know, it's one thing, but you know, you do have a paid position somewhere, especially if like you said, you have this, you know, if you have a network of, you know, people in the community that have already done things or are working on projects or whatever. But even if you don't, Web2 companies are all looking to get into this, you know, and yep. they would pay for the simple knowledge that you have, you know, not your knowledge is, totally. first of all, not simple. That's the that's the thing. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I, I, you know, yeah, the opportunities here are, are really great. Um, I just think that you got to know what you're looking for and, and how to how to um, recognize that that's an opportunity. You know, like, you know, I'm doing this thing. You think you're just like, for instance, if you're a new person and you've been hanging out on the Discord now for six months or whatever, and you're now speaking a different language, but you don't notice it because you've been doing it. You know, it's that, that thing. My kid is growing up, you know. So it's like, right. you know, now I'm speaking the lingo. I noticed it with my, one of my buddies, you know, he speaks the language. You know, I don't know if he knows that he's he's an expert yet. You know, you know, I wouldn't even call him an expert, but he knows a lot now, you know. So right. he could definitely advise someone that's looking to get into the space, a company, you know. It's yep. like you just need you need to understand what you're what you're looking for and, and how to um how to present your your own opportunities, you know, kinda of like, okay, you know, yep. I have this. Um when you start talking about it outside the space and you're saying, Oh, you know, um, you know, I understand this and that. This is how you would do that. Then I've had so many people say, Frankie, I want you to do whatever for me, invest money, whatever. And a lot of times I turn it down. I am completely happy with what I do. But, you know, what I mean, um, yeah. you know, that opportunity is there because obviously they're asking me. They would probably ask you as well. You know? Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it's like you're saying, it's kind of being able to uh, it's such a different paradigm that you almost have to like be able to view your own value more clearly and be like oh well i do have this knowledge base and like you said there's so many companies projects people that are are trying to understand and get in that they're willing to you know put a someone uh in their company with a position of you know whatever it is web3 advisor master <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and you would be the one telling <laughs> telling their people about how you you know what you can uh, the tools that would be effective for that type of company, whether it's you know, a clothing brand or, uh, uh, I mean, almost anything. You've got people coming in, you know, from real estate and, you know, there's been uh, a good amount of talk about insurance for a while now. And like, you know, everything is kind of going to this trustless ownership, uh, you know, that, that NFTs and, and blockchain give us. So if you have a deep understanding in any of these areas, that's open not that's you know open doors opportunities right there you just kind of need to be able to recognize it in yourself and maybe be able to go out and you know ask for a position at one of these places right. uh, I, I told whether they i met a kid the other day easy that um he had just graduated from uh, tufts university out here in uh somerville where i'm at you know and um he uh he graduated computer science so he, you know i'm asking him what languages he knows and stuff like that and I'm like, my man, like, you know, you might want to seek out something in, in this area. I know to you, it may look like our numbers are going down, but those, I, 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 it's hard for me to explain. Like we said, like, let's say they said we've lost trillions of dollars in the last couple months. 
Like, we didn't have those trillions of dollars two years ago. Right. It didn't exist. So, like, what did we really lose? You know? Right. If your bag's still bigger than when you started or is more than what you originally invested, you're up. Well, there was no so, jobs. Think and, about, yeah, 2020, there was, there was no jobs. We weren't talking about jobs. Yeah. We were, like, just doing stuff. You know, you were, you were in the discords and, you know, like you said, you're moderating discords and stuff like that. I'm, I don't know. I was just a person. I was learning how to actually, I was mostly learning how to, um, how to model and, and do all that kind of stuff, the decentralized stuff. So it's like, and you if, know, yeah, if you, you can jobs. model, build, code, yeah. any of those things now that people, you know, that were lucky enough to get in, you know, back in 2020, mm-hmm skills they've picked up super valuable skills you know there's there's a shortage of builders out there in the metaverse there's a shortage of you know uh solidity coders and it's like uh you know somebody that yeah he's coming out of like you know computer science basically he could just go out and get a job like you know pick between a few of these different places uh that you know wanna that are that are working on coding up uh you know whatever kind of features it is or you know, developing a bridge for this blockchain and that, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's opportunity out there. And yeah, it's it's interesting that you know the view now from the outside could be like, oh yeah, well you guys just like lost trillions, and like you just said, those trillions were made up over the last couple of years. And yeah, if a bunch of it's lost, that's there's still more value than there was previously I mean, there, and immensely so, more value. It's not like a little bit. It's yeah. not a small number because. I don't know what we were market cap of the NFT community was in 2020, but it was low. I know that <laughs> it was. Yeah, <laughs> you were buying. I mean, you know, outside of certain artists that were doing well at the time, nobody was selling things for huge modern numbers at the time. No, you know, one of you one of these PFPs would probably cover the whole market cap of 2020 if you took like a top yeah, PFP alone yeah, right now. Yeah, definitely. And they didn't even exist at the time. Yep. <laughs> pretty crazy <laughs> oh man easy uh i don't want to hold you much longer i really appreciate you doing this i could talk to you for hours <laughs> yeah yeah um, man i know great great catching up um I'll, I'll have to bring you over onto one of my uh one of, of, of my shows one of these days of fairly course. soon just, too say the word and just, and, uh, i'm there you know that's that's not a problem at all cool cool yeah man i spy your uh i, I can see in your background over your shoulder a elite um box and I'm wearing my uh, oh yeah, right uh, now. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah nice. <laughs> I yeah, got mine upstairs. Yeah. I try to never wear. I wore the shirt out though, and right? that shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I know, dude. I literally had to get an extra because I know I'm gonna wear this thing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the hoodie, <laughs> so I, I, have I, one I never wear the hoodie. <laughs> I wear it on, the, on on like a maybe I'll wear it on one of the podcasts one time, but I, I never bring it outside the house because yeah. the the t-shirt that he sent me, I wore it's it out. So so. Nice. But the boxes, I, I mean, I, I, I like the boxes just as much as I like the stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. Shout out to, shout out yeah. to Whale Shark, that whole community, the whale community. Yeah. And, um, the oh, community, man. man. Those guys, you know, they made sure they got me those early, like so early. It's ridiculous. So I really appreciate that. And shout out huge, to uh, Chief as well. Huge, part of the. I don't know if you saw Chief yeah. releasing Axie Infinity uh, raps uh, videos. Nice. And I thought that's pretty cool, man. Oh. Like, so shout out to Chief, man. I'm gonna check back in. I'm taking a note right now to check out his Axie Axie raps, his newest ones. And yeah, huge shout out to to Whale Shark and the Whale community. They were, you know, a really big part of uh, of my journey, mm-hmm. and I think you know did did a lot of good for uh, you know um, 
pushing boundaries and, and bringing in more artists and just, you know, expanding kind of what the, uh, you know, what the purview is of, you know, the what you can do with a social token and a community yeah. and, you know, NFTs. It's 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 pretty amazing. Yeah, a lot of knowledge was uh, was passed around in that discord. And I really appreciate sure. it. That's why you know, I gained a lot of uh, like the, the broader knowledge, you know, in the space. Yeah. Again, easy. We could go on for hours, man. And <laughs> I know you awesome. got a busy schedule, Bro. and I'm not gonna hold you no more. I'm gonna go to some of these events that you're doing right now. And uh, yep. yeah, I'm about to jump into uh, jump into another call, and then a couple of events back to back. But uh, always awesome to connect. Sure. Uh, I'll definitely see you around the metaverse, and uh, we'll we'll get back together again soon. That sounds good. All right, thanks so All much, right. man. I'll talk. Peace, bro. Peace.